I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. As we've alluded to on our other shows, this offseason, our Crack Rackets team attempted to speak with every Power 5 men's and women's head coach employed throughout the college tennis world. We asked each of them about their team's respective 2021 seasons and what we should expect from them here in 2022. Of course, we also offered them a platform to share their thoughts on some of the big picture topics in college tennis. It is a fantastic series that our team is ecstatic to finally start sharing with the broader college tennis community over the next six weeks. Fans can expect no fewer than 10 episodes a week to be posted on this feed. A huge shout out to our friends at Tennis Point for their support with this series. Remember, go to tennis-point.com right now. Use that promo code CR15 to express your thanks. With all of that said, we're ready to get to today's episode. So Westoff, hit those credits. Let's start today's show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Joining us on the podcast once again is the guest who still has the most listened to podcast in Crack Rackets history. Of course, you know him best as the head coach of the Ohio State men's tennis team. Welcome back to the show, Coach Ty Tucker. Coach, Happy New Year. How are you doing today? Happy New Year. I'm doing all right. Uh, Just uh, had uh, knee surgery six weeks ago and uh, took me about three weeks to get back after it and then uh, tore the other knee. So I'm looking to... uh, uh, get a quick uh, scope tomorrow, and uh, hope to uh, hope to be ready uh, when we show up in uh, Champaign, Illinois, in a couple weeks. So I thought that was you playing defensive end in the Rose Bowl. So you tore your knee on that play. So we're going early. We're going early with this, huh? <laughs> I didn't know. I, yeah. I didn't know. So basically, I don't know if uh, that's a compliment or not because uh, a lot of people were saying there wasn't much defense coming from our side. Yeah, no, it's because you tore your knee early up on. But no, I mean, I will say, and for whatever it's worth, this is a fun place for us to start. I got the chance to go down to Orlando for the NCAA tournament. I like to get a workout in before those days. Who is the person I always saw beating me to the gym? And it turns out might be the most jacked man in all of college tennis. It's yourself, Coach Tucker. And is that part of the routine, getting up early, getting after before you get out on court? I mean, I've got to get a workout in every day. That's what's been so tough, you know, the last three months everybody said oh you've got to have your health you've got to have your health you got to have your health i never never knew what it meant and uh you know i'm starting to uh 
no, because I like to like to get a 30 minute run in and a 40 minute lift in every day. And uh, it's uh, as you get older, man, you gotta you gotta take care of it. I should have stretched more and I should have listened to that uh, little ankle bones connected to the shin bone because it all seems to be connected. So I was I was a dumb dumb and I'm paying the price. But uh, I'm starting to get healthy and I'm feeling pretty good and uh, looking forward to a year and hoping this COVID bug stays away. Yeah, no, that's what I love to hear. I will say I'm pretty sure the hotel had to bring out the 75-pound dumbbells from the back room because you were the only one using them in there, Coach. And, uh, again, that was a fun way to start the morning. But, of course, it's always great to have you on the show. And, you know, let's get right into it. The winners of the fall in men's college tennis pretty unequivocally have to be said were the Buckeyes, whether it was obviously the doubles performance sweeping both the All-American, the fall nationals, what you guys were able to accomplish in singles with Mate and JJ and Cannon on the pro circuit, everyone else as well. I don't want to leave anyone out, but how are you feeling as we turn the page towards January, another dual match season? Again, there you go, talking a bit crazy, but... uh... You know, you talk about that doubles. It's two out of three sets. Everybody knows college tennis is it's about the doubles point, and they're only going to play one set. So in two out of three sets, the Buckeyes uh, did pretty good this fall. But uh, like I said, when real tennis is when real college tennis is played, they only play one set. You don't have a chance to, to make a mistake or two because cause you'll pay the price. And, uh, you know, but it was nice for those guys uh have some success, uh, get back into playing everybody when you're stuck just playing Big Ten for 95% of the year last year and to be able to get out there and play and try to work a ranking to, you know, everybody wants to be an All-American. Everybody wants to leave with something tangible. And, uh, you know, Vosel and Cash did a great job. Boulay and Trotter did a good job. Uh, J.J. Tracy did well. I mean, we did well, but uh, still doesn't stop the fact that uh, there's – 15 teams that can can win a national championship obviously you got to uh give respect to florida and know that uh they're the team to beat but there's there's 14 teams you know nipping at them yeah, no, I I will say this year more than any other year, I would love to see the Ty Tucker rankings because I am sure they are loaded this season. But, you know, again, and maybe this is a, a better way of framing that question. I know, you know, it doesn't directly translate fall results to the spring, but given last season, you know, it felt like your team, because you didn't have the chance, no one in the Big Ten had the chance to compete in the fall. And you talked about it when we talked to you last year, just how difficult that was for the guys to get ready a, how nice is it for you, I'm sure, to get back on court with them this fall? B, how has the preparation differed? I mean, the preparation really never differs. I mean, you're trying to get better every day. You're trying to do whatever you can to get a little bit better. I mean, it's, it's hard. And, uh, it's hard to get better. I mean, guys can get bored. Guys can get complacent and things like that. But, um, you know, every day you're just trying to, to push through and, and see the jumps and uh, get guys better. But, you know, nothing's easy. College tennis is, uh, gosh, most underrated sport in my opinion. I mean, it's it's, it's very, very good. And uh, just, you know, because it doesn't play well so much on TV, you know, I just don't think it gets the re- respect it deserves. And uh, lucky to have guys like you out there doing what you do because, uh, you know, it's we bring a lot of people to, to Ohio State to watch some of these big matches that we have. And, I mean, people leave and say, you know, that was fantastic. I mean, a doubles point that lasts 20 minutes and then, Five minutes later, you're out there with six singles courts, and you know people can come to a tennis match and uh, quite possibly see a, you know, a top ten showdown. And match starts at noon, and and you're out of there by two twenty. I mean, tennis matches can last 
two hours and 20 minutes and you can see see a great match and they've done a great job with uh through the years of uh changing the way it's played and it's so exciting it's just it's just so it's just too bad that so few people know how good it is well so with that in mind i'm going to pivot here we'll get back to your buckeyes and what they're going to be able to accomplish this season sorry about that talk about you pivot No, that's good. I need to work on my footwork. I always have. So I like this because when you talk about uh, this big picture, and this is something we've had the chance to speak with 50 plus power five coaches here this offseason. And something I want to ask is when we talk about growing the game of college tennis, because I agree with you, I think not only does the no ad scoring add an element of parody that's been greatly enjoyed, at least from the fan perspective. I also think the biggest difference between now and perhaps 1999, when you started your coaching career, is that the teams ranked 30, 40, 50 would absolutely blow out their counterparts. Teams have always been good at the top, but the depth has never been better. With that in mind, when you talk about growing the game, is it a product issue or is it a marketing issue? What should we be focused on as a college tennis community to try and grow the sport, to get it the respect that it so clearly deserves? You know, I, I just, you, you got to get people out to, to, to watch. You got to get people out to watch a doubles point. I mean, in, in a nice environment, I mean, so fast paced and it's, I mean, it's, it's truly, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great show. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know how you, you know, how, how you can put it on TV, you know, with six courts going at, at, at one time and being able to make the transition to, you know, to the big points on on certain courts that need to be watched. Mm-hmm. It just looks like yeah. it's it's kind of tough, and you, you know, when I watch on TV, sometimes you're just caught watching a number one singles match that that could be a blowout. No, and, you know, those are things worth thinking about also. And, you know, we're trying to do court to court where you jump in and you go at the break points and things. I'm curious, is I and I know you love the doubles point as much as anyone, but I do think one solution, and again, it's about if we're condensing moving forward, I think something that will be tried is a simultaneous start. And I'm sure you've talked about it in the past. Is that something that at all appeals to you? Absolutely. I mean, it's anything I, I i i would be up i, I would be up for anything to uh you know get get the product out there because i think it's uh truly you know it's it's good stuff you know it's a very athletic game and uh like i said i bring regular people i grew up in zanesville ohio so most of my friends never you know saw a tennis racket but you know people come up and and watch tennis and and you know and and, and, and they come back the next week, and then they come back the next week. They come back. And, uh, you know, we obviously, you know, fortunate to get six, seven, eight hundred people in big matches, and, 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 and they love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm sure other coaches will be listening to this, and I know you don't want to give away all of the secrets, but I am curious. One thing I've learned, it feels like X's and O's, that's maybe 20% of a coach's job. And so much of the other thing, you know, recruiting and marketing the program, getting the community buy-in. How have you gotten the Columbus community to buy into Ohio State men's tennis? Because clearly you guys are one of the schools who do it as well as anyone. You know, it just started. I mean, it's from being here. I mean, what? I started as an assistant coach in 96 and, you know, we were playing in a four court wooden hut and, you know, it didn't have heat and trying to get people to come out and we were setting up, you know, chairs around, around the courts and uh, just trying to get people to buy in. And all of a sudden, you know, it started getting better and better and better and the better we got, the more people came out. And uh, 
it's been, you know, it's been pretty good. I, it's just so funny in my second year as a head coach, I, we went to Indiana state and old Brian Bowen had publicized that match because we were the first top 20 team to come in. I think they just got to the round of 16 of the national indoors. We went to Terre Haute to play and we're playing in a six court bubble and there's no room to thing. And he must have 250, you know, uh, card chairs out because people <laughs> just fall in this bubble in Terre Haute, Indiana, and it's probably 2000. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you do what you have to do. And, uh, you know, we've just tried to reach out to everybody, get it here because, you know, what? and it, it's, you never play a bad match when, you know, when it's a packed house at home, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, sometimes you might get beat or sometimes things might not go your way, but it's, it's always high quality. I mean, the guys seem to respond well when there's, you know, it's that energy and that feel in the air of a, of a big match and not, not a room, not a chair in sight to, to be sat in. They're all full. Mm-hmm. No, and again, I'm looking forward to getting up to Columbus at some point this season. I got to check out the Ty Tucker Tennis Center for myself. And, you know, obviously, when you look at this year's team, you know, gone are McNally, gone are Seelig, of course, but you bring in a bunch of talented players, not only freshman Reese Yakubov, Jack Anthrop, but you also bring in a couple of transfers in Mate Botzel and Jake Van Emberg. I'm curious, and I know it's more pronounced right now, given there are five years of COVID-eligible high school graduates, um, but how are you balancing those two things right now in composing your roster, knowing, you know, recruiting the four-year, five-year guys that'll be lifelong Buckeyes versus knowing, hey, there are some pretty talented players on the transfer portal that might be interested in joining Ohio State as well? I mean, it's a great question. I mean, then all of a sudden you throw in NIL and you throw in all the stuff that's happening, and it's like, uh, you know, it's looking for a little slower transition coming back from COVID, but you got, got hit in the head with everything. But, uh, you know, you just try to, you know, obviously you need six people to play and you need, you need a, a guy to maybe play some doubles. And hopefully that guy who can play some doubles is can, can play some singles if somebody gets injured and, you know, you're trying to work with four and a half scholarships and, you know, and you've got six years of people who could be eligible for, for six years if they took a red shirt early on. So, no, there's 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 lots of things to think about, but uh, you know you kind of try to put your uh, put your team together, and uh, you know knowing that you it's, that you got to have six, and uh, you know if you can get to get get to six and still have some money left over, you feel pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about Mate's fall a little bit. He's clearly fit in a Buckeye uniform, like a hand in a glove. Mate is. Uh, you know, what a great personality. What a great guy. I mean, uh, he's a character. I mean, he's got a little, uh, you know, comedian in him and he's, uh, he, <laughs> he gets after it and he likes to have fun. I mean, he's kind of the glue. I mean, a little bit older than, uh, the, your, your, your normal college guys, but, uh, you know, likes to play tennis and, you know, do anything for the team. When people talk about, you know, everybody, you know, coaches are always looking and when you're playing an individual sport, it's tough to find a guy that truly, do whatever it takes for the team to win who wants to be a champion who who wants to have a ring who you know wants to jump around in a in a huddle after a big match and throw water on each other i mean the guy he gets it you know most don't get it and he gets it and, uh we're, yeah. we're lucky that uh you know mate came came to play with us because you know he's he brings you know top 15 singles every day of the week and he brings top five doubles every day so you know what? I mean, how can you go wrong with that? I mean, you're just not going to see Mate Vosel 
you know, go out there and, 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 and lay eggs. I mean, the guy's, uh, it, it means a lot to him. So, and, and he loves the team, you know, most of these guys, you know, they first time on teams, not sure what to expect. Uh, you know, they've all grown, grown up and they've been, had their own, uh, own team around them. And, you know, when they ate, when the family ate, when the coaches ate, it was when the kid ate, what, what was the best time for him to eat was when everybody was going to eat. And, you know, it's just nice to have a guy who, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that eats all the time, but that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Mate's a great, uh, great guy. And, you know, he truly gets it, you know, what being a member of a team's about and playing well in the sandbox and, you know, not getting sad, you know, a lot of these guys can get sad when they, when they, things aren't going their way and you see it in their eyes and it's like, gee, Grimey, why'd you get so sad? And, you know, Mate's always got that smile on his face, laughing, having fun. And, uh, you know, he's been great for the team, but, you know, not to say, you know, we're going to miss McNally and Selig. I mean, Kyle Selig, uh, one of my favorite guys of all time, you know, just competed hard, great kid, John McNally. I mean, a guy came in with so so many accolades done so much since he's been eight, nine years old in tennis. I mean, what a, what a tennis family. And, you know, I, I, John McNally, I mean, you know, you get a lot of guys that play tennis, the better they are, you know, right before the match, they've got a little bit of an injury or something like that. They talk oh, a little bit sore. It's almost like they, they set it up before, before the match. So if something goes wrong, but you know, the one thing about John McNally, that guy played everybody in every match, never, never was in you know if he was injured he played he, and every time he played you know there was pressure because people wanted to beat john mcnally because that sucker won since he was six years old mm-hmm. so you know we're gonna miss those two guys but uh you know you you, you move on and uh replace him with a with a Vosel and a van emberg and a jack anthrop and like you've said before you know we you're, you're replacing by guys spending the summer here and and doing a hundred days of four or five hours a day when they don't have to be here volunteering their time and, and making jumps and getting better. And, you know, we feel we've, you know, made some jumps and we feel we're a darn good team, but again, we, we, we understand, you know, the doubles points, very important. It's 25 minutes and there's 15 teams out there that can beat anybody. Yeah. So it's going to be, I a mean, fun it's going to be, you know, you look at, you go through these conference by conference. I mean, there's, there's teams, you know. I mean, you told me I was down 1-0 against a team. Right now, I'd go hide in the closet. I mean, there's so many teams. <laughs> I mean, I would go, I would go hide right now. That's just, it's tough. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It is what it is. But you know, college tennis is is good, and hoping that uh, it's going to stay uh, stay uh, healthy. And uh, you know, who, who knows what the uh, what you're going to have to do if with contact tracing and the things that go, but it'd be just nice to, to, to be able to play that schedule we've put together because the guys deserve it. And after last year and not being able to get after it with a lot of teams and feeling like we had a good team, but not being able to ever, you know, get to get after, you know, the schedule we usually play. It just kind of held us back a touch, you know, no disrespect to anybody. I mean, we got thumped by TCU and I don't know if it'll help us if it, you know, if we got to play a schedule, because we did get thumped, but, uh, you know, just nice to get out there and compete against the uh, Tennessees and the Wake Forest and the Texas and the Texas A&Ms. I mean, as well as all of the teams in the Big Ten. 
Yeah, no, looking at your schedule again, anything that was missed last year will be more than made up for this year, and I want to ask about that schedule. But you know I always like to pick your brains about Buckeyes past. Cash, Votzel, 14-0, undefeated. Not the only Buckeye duo to do that, so I ask. You get one Buckeye duo's fall. Are you taking Cash, Votzel? Are we taking Rolla Buchanan? Are we taking a Kronagi doubles pairing, maybe some Ross Wilson thrown in? Who are you taking as your ideal fall doubles pair? I mean, but you say Ross Wilson, you say Cronoggy and stuff like that. But I mean, who are you? Who are you having them play with? Uh, I, I guess the choice is yours. It's your doubles. Well, I mean, but you're 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 kind of you're kind of throwing shade at Scott Green, huh? <laughs> or maybe again, I mean, I, I'm really throwing Scott shade Green at Kenyaka. All Americans and national indoors, I think. Yeah, in the same yeah, they're year. the other one. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you forgot about Scott Green. Yeah. My bad, Scott. Yeah, I my middle name is Scott. I know. I'm better than okay. that. I apologize, yeah. Scott Green. But I, I don't know. I mean, who, who are you going to take? I mean, Roland Buchanan did well. I mean, Voso and Cash did well. I mean, it's two out of three sets. I, you know, I take – I'd like to have oh, all three oh. of them together. I'd like to have all three <laughs> yeah, of those exactly. teams. That would feel good. That's a, that's a heck of a Cash and Voso at three would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, hey, you know, they still could play three this year. You never know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, Belay and Trotter were pretty good. Um, no, it's that's half the fun. And you know, again, talking about your schedule this year, is the ske- You know, you guys are playing Illinois January twenty uh, second or twenty first, whatever it may be. And I'm excited to, I believe, be Two on the call for that match. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm looking wow. forward to it. And you know. With that match in mind, I'll just ask it bluntly. And you've always scheduled a, the, as tough a schedule as anyone in the country. But is that match a byproduct of we're never letting what happened last year happen again? We're getting as many ranked matches in as possible. Losses don't really matter. Let's put ourselves in a position to win. Uh, you know, it's just we, we had the unfortunate of, of, of losing Iowa and uh, Minnesota. So you know, got together with Coach Steinberg and Coach Dancer, had two open matches, and I said, you know, we'd, I'd like to play home and away with both you teams. I mean, we get an unbelievable match. I mean, guys seem to want to play. It's rivalry. I mean, it's dogfight. I mean, people really don't love each other all the time in those matches, so why wouldn't we want to do it two more times a year? And I think they looked at me like I was crazy, but they, they, were, they were into it too. So, you know, we all of a sudden – we hadn't got Michigan at home in, in a regular season before COVID since I, it was like 2018. So we just decided that uh, if whoever got the Big Ten home match, we would uh, go on the road and and play, you know. So then the schedule came out and we got Illinois and Michigan at home. And I'm like, damn, now I've got to go to Illinois and Michigan. So it was like, oh, you know. But no, it was, uh, you know, you got to find it and – you know, there's no easy times to schedule it because you're, you know, you're trying to play every weekend. So there's not a lot of open dates. And, uh, you know, so that one worked out well with, uh, with Virginia or with, uh, Illinois to, to go Illinois. It's two weeks from Saturday at, uh, at noon. And, uh, it'll be just a, another war. Cause I mean, if, if you were there last year, like, I think you were there. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we were up three, one in the big 10 championship with, up breaks in the third set on all three matches that were still there and uh ended up losing four three so yeah. you know that was a it's a tough ride home from lincoln nebraska <laughs> no i can imagine and i was there in champagne when you guys came back you know and 
gave him a business, and it was a, a super impressive match. And yeah, again, clearly the, the rivalries last year, Michigan, Illinois, those are some of the best matches we saw all season long. Um, with that said, you talk about your team, and I want to get back to some of the guys. The growth we saw from J.J. Tracy here this fall and these quarterfinalists at both All-American Fall Nats, 15-4 and four overall in singles. I'm still pretty sure he'll be lining up at 5 or 6 for you this year because I know how you think. Uh, but, you know, that said, just talk to me about what you saw from him. This Obviously, is the reason why I didn't want to take your call. <laughs> You're trying to pump up J.J. Tracy to play higher in the lineup, man. Well, he it's, was pretty it's, damn it's, good it's this either, fall. It's either you really like his game or you're trying to set my lineup, which <laughs> makes me sad. No, you know, J.J. Tracy deserves his shots, and guy's been very, very good. Huh? What can you say? I mean, did well at the All-Americans, did well at the thing, finaled the 25K here, had a couple match points on McNally in the final, um, didn't see him. McNally found a way through and beat him in the finals of the 25K. Uh, you know, J.J. Tracy's, you know, obviously had as good a fall as as anybody in college tennis. If you look at the last three months of uh, of matches, I mean, his UTR is up close to a 13-9, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's damn good. He's athletic and as quick as anybody cares about tennis. I mean, just I couldn't find a guy that's, you know, fits my personality more because I like to I like to be hard and rough and gruff and he likes to laugh at me you know he kind (laughs) of gives me that look and that wink like is this all you got old dude and uh you know he's he plays it well he just you know it's a good it's good uh jj tracy's good people and uh it's a tough out but uh you know he's got to keep getting more and more offensive and the great thing about jj tracy is i mean he did a lot of this you know serving 25 percent first serve so you know, he's been really working on the serve. And, you know, if that serves, you know, like he's been hitting it well. We've been at it now for about 10 days. And if he's – the serve's getting better. And if, if he can do that, he can truly be a be a threat to beat anybody in the country. Yeah. No, you talk about guys who fit the the Buckeye model. I have had the chance to see Reese Yakubov and get to know him a little bit. That guy is going to be such a fantastic Buckeye throughout the course of his career and you know just you know to finish the Tracy point I will say it's been noticeable it felt like he moved forward more frequently in these fall events was comfortable just at the net hitting the volley I don't think he was ever a bad volleyer but he was good at it uh, all fall long so for whatever it's worth clearly yeah I'm just trying to hype him up you're right you've caught me I mean um, Reese, he, I mean I'm not so sure I'm not so sure Reese doesn't get named team captain I mean Reese gets it I mean he's a good guy and uh Guy's a just a, a tank. Works his tail yeah. off in the weight room. Works his tail off at school. Works his tail off on the court, and you know had many opportunities. Guy's a scratch golfer, and uh, <laughs> just an unbelievable guy. So yeah. you know, Reese. No. I'm telling you, these guys on the team, and even though we're starting to become an older team, and Reese being, they call him Baby Buck. So <laughs> you know, they they like uh, they like some of some of Reese and what he stands for. No, I love it. And, you know, a guy who I'm sure was around, obviously, in the fall and got to play a bunch of the events, uh, pro events in Columbus. But Cannon goes off, makes a bunch of futures finals, has a ton of success this fall. You know, what do you think about, you know, I'm sure you're fine, that decision, him going to play pros. What do you see from him all fall? No, Cannon is, uh, he cares about the tennis, wants to 
wants to be great and uh you know he's you know he's just he's close he's just one of those guys you know if you know he's one of those guys and there's a few out there in college tennis that if they got a chance to to play 26 28 tournaments a year like uh 26 28 tournaments a year uh you know he he would be 300 in the world you know but when you're in college and you get a chance to play 10 12 events a year you know you if you do well you hang out at 600 in the world but if he got his full opportunities he'd he'd be up there uh you know doing some you know being able to get himself into the main draw challengers and he and he cares about tennis and uh you know we'll lean on cannon it's just you know that pro tennis is it's a, you know it's it's good because you know these guys need it and they got to get the points but you know sometimes it's bad because you, you you'll go off and you'll play five matches in the week of pro tennis and you'll warm up for 20 minutes for 30 minutes before your match play a match and then you'll sit around in a hotel room all day long and you know some of these guys uh, you know you want to be super fresh you want to be this or that but you know some of these guys they go out there and play these futures they really need to be coming back out for an hour in the day and hitting serves and working on things because you know that's what you're doing in a college i mean that's one of the great things about college you know you're probably practicing 250 days a year and and getting better and then when you're playing pro tennis you're probably practicing 70 days a year and so i'm curious with that in mind and i know there are things and particularly in the dead periods the eight hour rule the 25 competitive dates the way the fall is structured are there changes that should be made to continue to help make college tennis a more, uh, even better, more efficient path for development? Are there things we can do to, again, expedite the development for these players? You look at the ATP Pro rankings right now, certainly plenty of guys with college ties are having success. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like to see, you know, when, you, when you, you know, you're going six, seven weeks, you're going, you're going, you're going six or seven weeks on, on, the, on the dead period. There's some times where, uh, where you, you know, where, where they're giving you eight hours a week of tennis and you can only spend four with the coaches and four with the weight coaches. And, uh, and so with that in mind, you know, I can't, you know, I, I would like to see, I guess, you know, that period go eight hours of what the student athlete would like, yeah. you know, if the student athlete would like to do eight hours because in, most of these, most of these uh, colleges, uh, you can. Uh, there, there's safety exceptions with the uh, strength and conditioning, so sure. your, your weight coach has to be in there while you're lifting. So you can really lift on your own, and it uh, with the weight coach in there. Sure. So you know you could still get your weights works weight work in and get eight hours of tennis a week, which. You know, you have to have two days off during that week. But, you know, that'd be nice if a, if a kid, you know, was allowed to, to practice an hour and a half a day, five days a week, because you have to have two mandatory days off during the week. But, you know, it'd be nice if they could do an hour and a half. You know, you've got these guys coming out trying to get four one-hour sessions in, you know, and it's just, it's just not the best for, you know, up, you know, kids that are coming to college trying to be the best tennis player they can be. Yeah, I also think it's incredibly stupid that a kid comes to college to be coached, and there are times when you're, as a coach, have to say, no, I can't coach you right now. Like, that to me 
seems like something that could be corrected. And so I would agree with you there. Um, all right, some other big picture things I uh, just want to run by you. I heard from one coach, it was Todd Chapman, you can go hear it on this podcast, listeners, said he would be more surprised if the NCAA individual tournament does not move to the fall than if it does. Where are you on when the NCAA individuals should be played? You know, I just I just hate change. I'm just too too weird and too dumb to to get it but i don't like change so you know i'd like it in the spring but you know going going back you know i i didn't want to go from an eight game pro set to a six i didn't want to go to no ad scoring you know so not very good with change on on that but uh i'd like to see it you know i mean i'd like to see it where it is i know it makes for a for a long event but uh I'd like to see it uh, be, you know, in in the spring. The NCAA I think gives everybody can, fair chance. Can I give you I, a hype a hypothetical? Yes. What if they played it the second week of the U.S. Open? They played it the second week of the U.S. Open. How would you? How would you? How would you? How would that work? How would you so, make? How would you make the NCAA tournament if the second week of the U.S. Opens September tenth? So the issue is, would any athletic department sponsor a senior to come back after they've graduated? 99% the answer is probably no. I agree that is an issue. But I would go to a rolling ranking system where it's now, instead of resetting at the end of the year, we just drop out the seniors at the end of the year. Right, but, but, every but, but, but the problem comes is there's just nobody that's starting their schedule until September 15th. So they would have to add yeah. days because our 144 day would be you know, affected because a lot of, a lot of sure. team tournaments, team big, our big 10 championship last weekend of April. And when you're making your 144 day work, you, you know, you're usually starting, let's say September 15th and you go till sure. November 10th. And then you go from January 3rd to the end of April or January 5th to the end of April. So, sure. you know, I just, we, we'd have to get more days to, you know, to be able to, do that or it would be a logistical nightmare say it again it would be a logistical nightmare is what you're telling you know it just you know you you see these guys you know when i played and stuff like that you know only if you were great when i was playing did you get to play in november and december in the pros and you know so you'd play 150 matches and 10 months and then you'd be put on the bench because there'd be nothing for you to play Uh, and then it would take you in january you know 10, 12, 14 matches to get back at it, even though you'd played 150 matches a year before. So it's kind of the same thing now is, you know, you play all these matches and they're great, but then all of a sudden the season ends November 10th and then everybody's sitting around till January 20th. I mean, thank God for these UTR tournaments and thank God for people putting some futures and things on campus. But, you know, you don't want to, you know, you play all those matches in August or in September and October. That's great. But all of a sudden, you know, the season that counts starts in January and, you know, it's taking you a while to, while to get used to it. Yeah, no, uh, completely fair. That said, the platform to me, you want people to care about college tennis, put it at the biggest event in North America. And obviously the USTA has a tie-in with college tennis, and I know it's an international sport now, but if they're going to promote the game, why not put it on its biggest event? And so that to me would be the appeal. I agree. Logistically, it would be a nightmare. I am curious more broadly, would you be fine with a 12-month ranking system if they just dropped out the seniors at the end of each season as opposed to resetting? I'd be okay with that for sure. 
Well, right, you've got some athletic change. department members probably shaking in their boots, thinking that they're going to have three, three hotel rooms at four hundred a night at the U.S. Open, <laughs> and they're going to be there seven, oh. seven days. I mean, you probably got some people thinking, "Gee, and we're going to have ten grand in hotel bills to play the NCAA's at the U.S. Open." Oh, very, very fair. But hey, it's not my dime. Huh. Um, no, but true. Um, all right. With that said talking about the college rankings would you want to see things like i know again individual rankings are what they are but would you want to see things like utrs and pro results factored into those rankings if it made them more accurate i mean i just think they are factored in I mean, are I, they like, i just i mean the december rankings are essentially i say this lovingly useless yeah i mean it's just anytime you're going up and you're playing a strong team and and you're putting your lineup together you know and, 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 and people are looking at your lineup and where you're playing, guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's all factored in. Okay. I mean, it's factored in. I mean, they'll be pulling up. I mean, if people – they'll be going head-to-head. They'll be going UTR. They'll be going ATP ranking. They'll be college ranking. I mean, <laughs> every guy out here is making some money coaching college tennis and trying to get what they think is the best way to win and trying to sell it the best way they can and – Everybody else is trying to deny that, so I think everything's factored in. No, fair. Well, with that in mind, again, another change for you. <laughs> Substitutions. We're the only college sport without it. I think if someone gets injured, we shouldn't stop. I think, you know, the guy on the bench should be able to sub in, finish the match, because why would we want a match to end with injuries? But would a substitution be something you could be in favor of? Absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Loved it. I mean, that Good. would just would be everybody be trying to we'd be trying to find that good solid circus freak to come in at the end and hold serve at 5-4. I've seen the scoreboard at the Ty Tucker Center. You get a little music going, rocking and rolling, bringing in the closer. I mean, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm in favor. Plus, and I'm curious. Yeah, exactly. But from a a developmental standpoint, would it help to say, you know, because there's 10 minutes where everyone loses focus in the match, the best, less so. But knowing, like, hey, if I lose focus, I'm getting subbed out. Doesn't that help you as a coach? Yeah, I mean, it's just, what, what, what are we talking, one sub? It's soccer subs, yeah. Once you're out, you're out. Okay, so, but, but, but you could also sub, you could do it more than once. I would be fine with that. Gosh. So now you're, yeah. now you're, having, to, now you're having to have nine or ten that can play. Yeah, now we're talking depth as well. That you get to play all eight, you know, nine guys, however many guys on your I mean, I think it'd be gra- I think it'd be great. I think they I think they should I think they should do that at the national indoors one year. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see how it goes. It'd be good. I'd like yeah. it. Yeah. But then you'll win it and you'll accuse me of putting an asterisk next to it again. You should have put an asterisk next anytime <laughs> we win anything you should put an asterisk. I don't know. I was at 2019. I think you guys were just better than everyone else that year. Um, no. All right. With all that said, again, looking at your team this season, the guys are going to get tested. You're getting ready to get back to competition. What do you want fans, people who are watching your team this year, be, have the takeaway be when they watch? You know, I don't know that we're going to compete hard and that we're going to try our best to, uh, you know, get that doubles point. But, uh, you know, I think that you could probably take away it through all the years that uh, that uh, I've been here. This is a, a pretty darn good team who that that you know is is pretty deep. You know, one through eight. I mean, it's pretty darn deep. I mean, you know, you got guys like Justin Boulay who who who, who could play anywhere and was 
you know, is a great tennis player. You got Robert Cash, who's won in the country in doubles. He, he might not be in the singles lineup some days, you know. You've got guys who are J.J. Tracy, who could play number one. He could play number four, you know. I mean, there's just all kinds of, you know, there's – it's 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 a deep, talented team with, uh, you know, with, with, with some experience, you know. We haven't even talked about Jake Van Emberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, Jake Van Emberg's, uh, you know, it's won a lot of tennis matches. I mean, he's from that – McNally and JJ Wolf Day and grew up playing with those guys and Jake Van Emberg since he was 10 11 years old's always been one of the top American juniors for his age. Mm-hmm. And uh you know we just we've got guys and uh and that doesn't mean anything other than you know you, you, good things can happen because there there's a lot of great teams but if you know if you were telling me that we had a we had a Bosal and we had a Kingsley, and we had a J.J. Tracy who's ranked 14 in the country, and you had a Jake Van Emberg that's been ranked in the 20s in the country while he's been in college when he played for Oklahoma. And, you know, you have a James Trotter who, who won our regional and 40 in the country. And, you know, there's five guys right there. And Robert Cash at 95 in the country with, with a Justin Boulay sitting there. And after that, an Andrew Litsanek who – who went to the finals of the ATP Challenger in doubles and should have beat, uh, gosh, they were, they, they, they had Polanski and uh, the guy that got the wild card at the U.S. Open or at the Australian Open, what, Kozlov. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they, were, they had those guys. I mean, and you, you think of him being there and then you've got a Jack Anthrop who, who came in uh, 17 in the world in juniors. I mean, you know, that's a pretty, a pretty darn good team, but you know, it's, I, I go through it with all these teams. I mean, we've got some experience, but I mean, you look at, you look at all these darn teams. I mean, gee, many crime and you go, go to the Georgia, you go to Wake Forest, you go to Michigan, you go to Illinois. I mean, there's just, I mean, college tennis is going to be, be incredible, but uh, you know, I think back and I, I think we had teams that were, top four or five in the country that weren't as good as what we have right now no sir no it's i mean the talent is clearly there and it's everywhere and yeah this is going to be a really fun season again you can easily make the case we say on our shows eight teams right off the bat who all under normal circumstances would be a prohibitive preseason number one and it's like that's just not the case this year and so all right some fun ones to end 623 and 94 in your 22 years as head coach at Ohio State, which, by the way, pretty ridiculous. Uh, all of that said, you could re-coach one match. What do you pick? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, 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 there's lots of bad moves I've made. Lots of bad <laughs> moves. It'd be, it'd tough to, it'd be tough to, uh, it would be tough to think. Gosh, you so, know, so it's you, definitely you, you, not a win. Do the, uh, when we're playing number one Oklahoma, that snapped the streak that we had going. That yeah. that would be a that would be a match. You know, I played a hurt Matalaire at four against USC in the 2009 NCAA finals, down a doubles point, because I felt so good that Chase Buchanan was going to win. Uh 
So there's 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 at least four or five, but uh, <laughs> there's four or five of those matches that uh, that I've uh, not put them in the uh, could be the Wake Forest match where I was content on getting to three. <laughs> no, that's... when you need four, so yeah. it's all good. No, but I... I mean, it's been a great ride. I mean, good coaches, great players, lots of fun. Been to three different tennis centers on the Ohio State campus. I mean, I've been so fortunate to be able to uh, to be here and be surrounded by some uh, great uh, great coaches, great student athletes, and you know, it's. Uh, each team's a little bit different, but uh, you know, I it's uh, it's truly uh, an unbelievable job to have to be able to stay young for a while, even as you get old and your knees go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, again, now I know what the sweatpants have been hiding, and it's those cranky knees. That's, uh, those that's knees were unbelievable me. until four <laughs> months ago. They were great knees. You, who are you kidding? It's true. You know. Good knees. That's what they say about Coach Tucker. Great knees, knows how to coach up a tennis team. Uh, but, Coach, as always, such a pleasure getting to have you on this show. I appreciate all of your tolerance for our nonsense over the years. Yeah, there's you wanna no one reveal who likes the nonsense t- more than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want to reveal the Ty Tucker top five heading into the season, or is that, you know, uh, is that secret information? I mean, I think, you, I think, you've, uh, I think you've got it. But uh, whoever you had at six, jump us. Yeah, <laughs> I think you have it pretty much uh, down, yeah. and you could probably even take us down a couple more just to be. No, uh, I mean, but like I said, I, I mean, I count it off daily. I, I tell people all the time. I go through everybody's lineup. I'm like, how is that not? I mean, gosh, I mean, I mean, look at Kentucky's lineup. I mean, Gemini Kreiman. Look at Tennessee's lineup. I mean, look at Wake Forest. I mean, it's just, it just, it keeps getting tougher. I mean, there's. It's just unreal. Texas lineup. I mean, I'm just, I'm actually, I think I'll go hide now since I just brought it up. <laughs> it's, it'll be a tough, tough day. But, uh, you know, get some home matches, and I look forward to seeing you and uh, appreciate everything you do for college tennis because, uh, you know, you care, and uh, it's not too many that uh, love the game like you do. And uh, we're obviously a better sport for having guys like you uh, causing problems. I appreciate that. I people's lineups with your crap. Yeah, I I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to Scott Green again. You I, I can't to believe Scott I, Green. Yeah, Scott, that's the serious apology, not to you. You deserve it. Right. Uh, but yeah, Scott Green is better than that. But coach, again, happy new year. Be safe. Be healthy. I can't say the two letters, but you know what I'm. Oh, oh, I did have one more. Okay, question let's hear about you. the football. Go for it. Yeah. So. Was it the fourth or the fifth Hassan Haskins touchdown that had you throw the remote? I'm I mean, just I, curious. I got to be honest. I mean, it's just if anybody thinks that you're going to just continually thump Michigan and beat Michigan in anything. I mean, it's a proud program and does big things. But, uh, you know, most people have been pretty good about it. You know, there's been a couple Michigan fans that get a little bit overboard. But I think most of them know that, you know, you – you, you, before you can get too crazy, you, you gotta you gotta beat him at a, at Ohio State. I mean, you know, yeah. if it's going back and forth every year, you know that's one thing. But I think for Michigan to jump over the edge, they do have to beat beat the Buckeyes at home. But you know what? They it's nothing we could do. We got beat, and you guys won. And uh, you know, for the most part, I've got you no know, people everywhere, and people have. <laughs> 
haven't been too out of control with it, but uh, it was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like, by the way, Jackson Smith and Jigbo would play, what, four in your lineup? Three? You know, I don't, I mean, that guy's, he was uh, pretty good. That was, that was a tough one, too. That was a, that was, and then the next, and then I'm a Bengals fan, so then the next day, I mean, (laughs) Jimmy Kramer down 14 to the Chiefs, and all of a sudden, it, it basically, deja vu. (laughs) You know, except Burrow and Chase had 260 yards, and. They went wild, and I was like, "How is it?" I mean, so I guess that's the, the trade-off for I, for my Bengals. I, I had to take that, uh, had to take that Buckeye football loss. Yeah, you know what? Again, you had to throw us one. I mean, I would argue that JT Barrett was short, and we did beat you in Columbus, but you know that's a discussion for another time, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> JT Barrett was good though, too. Yeah, God, he was a good. Baller. So yeah. funny. How- uh, by the way, is Ryan Day three doubles this year? Because I know he's getting he gets time in. Ryan Day can Ryan Day can hit the forehand. He can put away the overhead. Volley's nice. I mean, Scott's had too much too much work to do. But uh, I'd say six <laughs> weeks from now, when he gets gets back to uh, where he was, and uh, you know, he's got to get that backhand going. But uh, good serve, good <laughs> forehand, and can put away the overhead. So, I mean, that'll get, that'll get you that'll get you somewhere. Sounds like Alex Damajan to me, Coach. Uh, but, yeah, but, no, Coach, again, I, as always, appreciate you taking the time. Be safe, be healthy, and I'm sure we will talk more soon. Hey, thanks for all your time. Yeah, of course. Take care, All right, coach. bye-bye. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.